Welcome to the Love on the Go podcast, brought to you by Carolina's Matchmaker. I'm Lori Burzak, and for over 17 years, I've been helping singles find the relationship of their dreams all over the Carolinas. Along the journey, I've met so many amazing professionals and experts from various fields, and I'm excited to introduce them to you. What's my goal? I want to help you look at love and relationships in a new way and to grow in your understanding of how love works. Let's learn together how people have overcome personal obstacles and have found love, first and foremost, with themselves. The ultimate goal is realizing that you are worthy and deserving of love. Let's get started. Well, we have a treat today. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, y'all, we've got Teresa on. Some of you may have spoken to her on the phone um, or on Zoom. Teresa Foss is um, the person that helps me with all things client relations uh, related. She has been in the dating industry for over a decade, and she's worn a thousand different hats from director of matchmaking, VIP dating coach, image expert. Um, Teresa and I have known each other for, is it about 10 years or so? I think it might be a little longer than 10 years. Even longer than that. Yeah. 13, I think. Yeah, (laughs) it's been a a long minute and Mm -hmm. you've been doing everything with fashion and beauty industry for over 20 years. And, um, you know, recently when I had this onslaught of new profiles coming in, I realized I needed an extra helping hand with, um, you know, all the different responses that I'd had to that Axios Charlotte interview, Mm -hmm. which was phenomenal and whatnot. I just, I needed, I needed some more ears and people on the ground. So Teresa came on board and I thought it would be interesting to do, Teresa, is just talk to you. And so like the audience would sort of understand what happens when somebody fills out a profile on carolinasmatchmaker.com and how, like what that whole process looks like so that, mm-hmm. you know, we can even send this link to them ahead if they need to, so that they can really understand our processes. How does that sound? Yeah, Absolutely. Okay, cool. Welcome. I'm excited to have you here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. So when somebody fills out a profile, they get an automatic, the first page that they fills out, they're officially in the system. When they fill and they get an automatic email that says, here is, if you want to log back in, here is your password and your email that's associated with your profile. Um then when they fill out the second page, they get another email because we want to see that people are invested a little bit in terms of like being activated to complete their form. They yeah. get um, they get a letter and they get a link to Calendly, which is it goes to Teresa so that it, it's associated with her calendar. And basically, they set up a time to talk to Teresa. They talk talk to you, <laughs> whether they're a man or a woman. And so that conversation is like really important. Um, do you want to kind of talk a little bit about like what you're normally doing on that during that conversation? You know, it's just really, first of all, an assessment just to see how committed, you know, you are as the applicant to really start dating with more intention. And I think that's the key word is how serious are you? Because we only want to work with individuals who are really looking for a serious, committed relationship connection. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And so Teresa goes through sort of the ins and outs of the various programs that we have, which we'll get into in a minute. 
And then if somebody is like super excited to move forward and they understand all the, you know, different price points and everything that are associated with whichever program they want to do, then I have a conversation with them and we like handle all the paperwork and we handle the payment stuff and then we get started. So, and it's very exciting. So Teresa's sort of the first, first one on deck. So I think it would be interesting. Okay. I think it would be interesting to talk about what some of the, shall we call it objections that people have when they speak to you about um, whether or not they want to move forward with the program and really kind of what, like, if we really peel back the layers, Mm -hmm. what is is really going on? Because, and it's always curious to me, somebody fills out a profile and I'm like, okay, here's somebody that wants to hire a matchmaker. Let's Mm -hmm. explore this a little bit. So Sometime between them filling out the profile and it's not even necessarily about money, right? Sometimes it has to do with fear. Oh my gosh. Honestly, I think it more has to do with the fear Mm -hmm. than anything else. Yeah. And the fear is what if we're successful? It's what if, what if we're successful? Oh my gosh. Am I ready for this? Or what if I'm not? But here's my thing, right? Like I always use the analogy of the lottery. (laughs) You can't win the lottery if you don't go buy a ticket. That's right. You're not just going to sit at home and say, gosh, I wish I could win the lottery, but you're not buying a ticket. You got to play to win kids. So if you are not really putting yourself out there Mm -hmm. and being intentional about searching for someone you could just be exactly that. You're just wandering aimlessly out there. Exactly. Exactly. And a lot of people don't realize that's what they're doing. So, right. Because they're scared of what if I actually was successful in finding someone that I have feelings for. And that's scary for a lot of people. And exactly. And if somebody has had a, a relationship that didn't work out in the past, yeah. they're, they're, and they were hurt very deeply and badly, they are often afraid that that same exact thing will happen again. And they'll have to go through all those feelings again. And, and here these incredible single people are coming to us who really want love. Yeah. And, you know, most of the time they've got everything else going on. You know, they've got jobs, they've got um, families, either kids, or they've got, you know, aunts and uncles and parents or whatever Mm -hmm. their family structure may be. They are, um, they're adulting, you know, they're living their lives and this is kind of like the icing on the cake for them. And they're happy being single. A lot of them are. And sometimes they, they don't know if they're ready. content being single. I don't know if any of them are actually happy being single. Right. Because yeah, that's true. Because if they were really happy, they may or may not even fill out a profile. It might be like, I'm good. That's okay. I don't need that. So, um, True. So what, what we're finding is sometimes people don't move forward with a program because their, their fear of being hurt again exceeds the risk and potential reward Mm. of being successful. Right. And when I say risk, there's always a risk, you know, you hire anyone, they, it's not even that the matchmaker isn't successful in matching you or the date coach isn't successful in walking you through online dating. Cause you know, we do both for people, but you know, if the person is so shut down and closed down and not wanting to meet people or not wanting to message them or 
not communicating appropriately after the date, you know, they could sort of sabotage. And, and I right? absolutely believe that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have met so many amazing people that mm-hmm. will self-sabotage because something about someone triggers them that reminds them of yes. something they've already experienced in the past. Like, oh, that guy I used to date, he wore green ties. He was a narcissist. Mm-hmm. Oh, this guy wore a green tie. He might be a narcissist. I'm not going to go out with him. And yeah. you're, you're, you're just assuming it's not mm-hmm. the same situation. You know, maybe yeah. he just likes green, you know? Exactly. Yeah. 100%. And it's interesting because, you know, it reminds me of the woman that I had years ago who hired me for online dating. She's doing a great job. We got beautiful pictures taken of her, helped her with her profile. We were busy prospecting for her. We we're zooming with her every week, the whole shebang, like my full on three month big program. And um, her ex-boyfriend reached out to her on online and she shut down. Oh, wow. I didn't hear this story. Yeah. She shut wow. down mentally. She was like, Lori, I just can't handle this. Yeah. And like, normally what we do is we go in and we block exes ahead. Like we try to find them, but sometimes people are under a, a, a different name yeah. or whatever. We can't find every ex. And he literally, he literally sabotaged her efforts. She allowed it to happen, mm-hmm. but you can't blame somebody when they, when they fall under the narcissist spell, it can take a minute and a lot of therapy to create those boundaries again. Oh, uh, <laughs> Teresa's raising her hand. Guilty. You have a little bit of experience with this one. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's Anything hard. you want to share? You know, I, I, it's taken me a while. I'm in my forties now, but it's taken me a while to realize, you know, why I attract narcissists mm-hmm. and, um, they, they are like moth to a flame with certain personality types, mm-hmm. but I've now gotten the tools in my life as an adult to mm-hmm. point, like I can, I can see those red flags coming a mile away now. Um, yeah. but for the longest time in my twenties, I mean, it, it, it twinkled into, you know, a, a huge part of my dating past is that the same type of personality type. Um, so it's hard to get yourself out of that pattern. My yeah. picker was off. A lot Your of pick- our pickers are off. You yes. Know? And that's why people come to us. Yeah. <laughs> and they say that constantly. Yeah. I feel like my picker's off. And I look for the self-awareness in the initial assessment, because if mm-hmm. you are not aware that your picker's off, it's hard to get you to that point. And I meet a lot of really amazing men and women who are successful, intelligent, mm-hmm. well-rounded, family-oriented, you know, great human beings, yeah. but they're, they're almost like, hard for them to accept the fact that they need help in this area of their lives. Like I've been so successful in every other part of my life. I'm a good catch. I'm a great catch. I'm a great person. Why, why do I need help with this? Yeah. And it's getting over that hump of saying I'm confident enough in myself where I'm, I am secure enough to say when I'm not good at doing something, Mm -hmm. I'm going to reach out for help. Mm -hmm. I don't want to waste any more time doing this wrong because I know I'm doing it wrong and I know my pickers off. Yes. 100%. And it always kind of kills me because it's such a great program that we offer to people, whether it's the matchmaker or the online dating. And when I hear somebody who's clearly in pain and wanting a partner so desperately, and 
they're like, no, it's, 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 um, I'm not ready to make the investment yet when they, when they have the money or, you know, just even, just even a tiny program, they don't choose to move forward with, because I know that it's going to help them so much. Like we do such a great job for people, white glove concierge service that when they say no, I'm like, darn it. You know, what, what could we possibly be saying any differently, but you know what? It's not really about us. It's about them. And I, and we need to accept it and it's okay. We can't help everyone, but the people that are ready to really receive love and they have that conversation with Teresa and then with me, and then we move forward. It's really remarkable. Um, You know, I was talking to a woman this afternoon and we were talking about background checks and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, she had encountered, she had, she'd gone on a date with somebody online, not, not through me, just on her own. And, you know, he was, he was in prison for some time. She had no idea. I, 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 but I did, cause I, I ran a background check on him. And, wow. you know, when he came up, uh, online for one of my clients, I blocked him immediately. Like we recognize him. We've got the spreadsheet, Teresa, I haven't even told you about this of like the, list. The, bad, the bad guys, the bad guys. Watch out so for I'm these like, people. yeah, check, check them out. First, we're he running the their Santa's naughty list. Santa's naughty list. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, like it's getting to the point now where I'm like, I, I know that one. Nope, nope, nope. Block, block, block. And I'm like, oh, I haven't seen him yet. Like, I'm like, so we're so the three of us are in match so often, um, locating and trying to find people for our clients that we're really starting to get to know the the players versus the good guys, you know, (laughs) the F boys, as they call it sometimes (laughs) uh, versus the nice boys. So, um, so fear is definitely one of the reasons that people don't move forward with a program. Um, And then we kind of work it through. Like I talked to one woman and her fear was that she did not want to remarry. You know, she had kids, she had money. She did not want to meld money with anyone. Mm -hmm. And I just said to her, listen, you do not have to get remarried. Um, That's not a problem. Let's take that off the table. And and also there's great, you know, attorneys out there that can write awesome prenuptials for you. So once we kind of got through that fear and she kind of, we walked through that she was like, you know what, let's just do this. And I said, yeah, let's go ahead. I mean, this is going to be fun. And, um, and I got her online and within two weeks, she found somebody and here's a funny story. And I haven't even told her this. I'm going to tell her at some point, but I had talked to this guy like maybe a month prior and I was trying to get him to sign up for the matchmaking and he chose not to do it. Then he finds my client online and they start corresponding and they start dating. And then she said to me, I, I don't want any more prospects. Like, you know, every Amazing. week we're normally sending prospects to people. And she said, I don't want any more. Like we've decided that we're going to be exclusive and we're going to see where this goes. And I was like, good. So, um, incredible. So I knew he was a good guy. Like I'd already run a background check on him before she even told me about him. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'll do that for you. So, um, I, I, I'm going to let her know. I, part of the reason I didn't let her know, to be honest with you, is I didn't want to divulge his like mm-hmm. his truth because it is yeah. confidential when people fill out a profile and I was like, well, do I really have to? I don't really think I need to. So, but at some point I may, do, I may do that. But anyway, so um, that is like a perfect example. So I think that another thing that I've heard from people in terms of their fear is sometimes they're afraid of 
you know, they have kids and they Mm -hmm. don't know about how do you meld the families together? That is, that's a tough one, right? Yeah, that's a tough one. But for me as a general rule of thumb, you know, especially if you have younger children under like the age of 10, you know, you really shouldn't introduce someone to the children until you are in a committed relationship. Like you have talked about moving forward and you are exclusively with each other because it's really confusing for little kids to Mm -hmm. bond with someone else. Mm -hmm. And then that person leaves and it's just confusing. Yeah. Um, And it's very sad, both for the, the love, you know, the, the person, the love interest that then needs to depart the family unit, you know, after a period of time. And that goes obviously for stepmoms and dads and also for the kids. So that's like further down the line, but, um, you don't want to get a child's hopes up. Um, I recently had, I was recently talking to a woman who said to me, um, and she was a, she was actually a widow. And she said to me, my kids have been saying to me, mom, we want you to find somebody. I've read she, too. Have you heard this? And she yes. didn't think that they would feel comfortable with it because their dad had passed and whatnot. And they were little, yeah, you know, 12 or something. Uh, one was 12 and one was younger. And it just, it made, it really made my eyes fill with tears at the thought of that young person saying, you know, what's going to happen when we leave, you know, go to college. Like we, we don't want you alone, mom. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh my God, that is oh. so, I know it was I love so that. I know it was so sweet. So she was like, that's when it kind of clicked in me that I was, you know, ready to start dating again. Um, yeah. I think sometimes that, that you're right. Like, mm-hmm. especially women, they hold back because they want to make sure the kids are okay. But yeah. in fact, as the kids get older and they have more of their own social life, they mm-hmm. see you as their parent, you know, and they're like, we want you to be happy too. We want you to have a social life and we want you like, we're okay. Yeah. Go live a little bit. <laughs> A hundred percent. Yeah. And then sometimes when it's a single mom and either she's divorced or, you know, she's got full custody, mm-hmm. she feels guilty about spending money on herself. Yes. That's a big Definitely one. seen that one before. Um, also there's a, there's a lot of different fear with that one fear of, you know, I'm, I'm the primary caregiver financially and physically they're with me a lot. Do I have the time? Do I have the energy? I don't want to bring some strange person into my children's lives. Like I have to protect them. And then, you know, there's a lot of fear there, a lot of risk, I think, for the single mom that has primary custody or full custody of the kids. You have so many little people and responsibilities that you're like, it's not just me anymore. I'm not just dating in my twenties and I'm single. Yes. I have a family to take care of. So I can understand that fear as well. Right. And they feel guilty about even taking time away from their kids. Um, You know, they don't, they don't necessarily want to get a sitter. I'll hear that often from people like, oh, well, it's my weekend with the kids. I don't, you know, I don't want to get a sitter. You know what? The kids are not, they're going to be fine. If you take two or three hours away from them and get a sitter, they love sitters. Remember when we were little getting getaway? Right. We're just talking about a few hours going on a date. Like it's no reason not, not to date when you're still young and vibrant and you've got young kids. Like, of course you should be getting out there and dating. And I understand, listen, I can see all sides of it. Um, Especially when you have your kids for such a limited period of time, 
But on the other hand, it's also a great time to meet somebody and bring them into the family unit when the kids can kind of grow up and get to know someone Mm -hmm. while they're young and they can kind of grow and learn from them and be mentored. You don't have to wait until the kids are out of the house to start dating, but you need to do it safely. And that's the key to all of this is safety, safety first with everything. And And that's that's part of what we teach you, you know, Mm -hmm. in our programs is how to date, not only successfully, but safely, which I always like to emphasize because, you know, as a woman, I think there's an extra layer of, Mm -hmm. this is a little intimidating. I'm putting myself out there. Yes. You know, you know, I want to make sure I'm being safe. And that is definitely important to us here is making sure that you feel safe going on your dates when we're assisting you. Um, finding quality matches. Uh, But, you know, going back to the fear thing, Lori, um, there's always going to be a little fear Mm -hmm. if you care, right? Because if Mm -hmm. you didn't care, you wouldn't be afraid. You just be like, whatever. You'd be almost like laissez-faire about the whole thing. Like I I can take it or leave it, I guess. I mean, I I could just sit in your database and maybe if I get a match, that's great. If I don't, I don't. Right. that's the attitude. So the fear tells me that someone really cares. Like it's important mm-hmm. to them. They're mm-hmm. just afraid, like of all the what ifs. But mm-hmm. you could do the what ifs all day. You know, what yeah. if a what if a dinosaur jumps out in front of you? And like, okay. <laughs> I mean, we could what if all day. But what if you met an incredible, incredible person? Yeah. Like our last client. Yeah. What if you have? What if this summer you're gonna have the most amazing time because you have a partner to travel with and do all mm-hmm. kinds of fun things with? Mm-hmm. So we can do all the what ifs. Yeah. There's a I lot of what ifs. I once met with a woman and she said to me, Lori, you know, it's either hire you or buy a Chanel bag that I've been eyeing for quite some time. And guess what? I've heard this one too. <laughs> she bought the bag. <laughs> she bought the bag. So, you know, it's a tangible item. You can go to Chanel and you can buy your pocketbook, purse, whatever you call it now nowadays. But you know what? It's a fleeting happiness when you when you purchase something. Like even if it's like that car that you've been dying to have forever, mm-hmm. it's a fleeting thing. And if you really think about that, I mean, it is it's a it's a, it's always a risk to hire a matchmaker or you know a dating coach for online dating because you really don't know the the outcome. So it's a little bit of a leap of faith. And sometimes people are afraid to put money into a leap of faith, but it's not just faith. It's also work and work ethic and excellent reputation that comes behind the work. And that's kind of what, you know, I, you and I tell people, you know, I've been in business for 17 years, 95% of the people that hire me for online dating assistance successfully get matched within a three month period. Sometimes it's a fourth month and they extend, but a lot of times they find somebody during that time period and they're good. They're like, I'm done. I let's close down my, my match. I'll just do the relationship coaching for the rest of the program. But at the very least they are learning so much about communication, how to run the background checks, you know, how to put up the best profile, the pictures, the red flags that are cropping up for themselves. And also for the people that they're looking at how to tell a scammer. I mean, oh my God, there's so much that people don't know when they get on there. I can tell You're like a PI in a hot minute, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can immediately tell what, what somebody's up to. And so, um, you know, for those reasons alone, you know, I, I recently was working with somebody and, um, she, um, 
she was a very, she was anxious and she wanted to um, get her dates going, you know, pretty quickly um, while online. And I said to her, be more discerning. You know, if you need to talk to him on the phone first, do that. You know, it's better to like cross every T, dot every I before you actually get in front of somebody. And it helps. You can really screen people out pretty well, um, even before you end up meeting them. So um, I think that's really important. So in terms of the conversations that you have with people, so let's take it. So we've kind of talked about the online dating for women. So let's talk about the matchmaking for men. You get on a phone call with a guy. I mean, basically any man that hires us, we've got tons of women and men for them, you know, depending on which way, which, which way they go, which direction they go. Um, So tell us about how that conversation usually rolls out. You know, it's interesting. Um, I do find that men go about the interview and the assessment quite differently. Yep. Um, A lot of men have already come into it deciding like, this is what I want to do. Yep. Like, I feel that they're a little more prepared in some ways um, mm. because I do think men are like, I'm more, de- are more decisive. Like once they've made up their mind, they have made up their yeah. mind. Yeah. I want to do this. I'm going to do yeah. this. They don't they usually need to think about know the it. Details. Like, yeah, they yeah. just want to know the details yeah. of how this all works. It's yeah. really more of that. How does this all work? When yep. do I get started? Yeah. How soon <laughs> I've already can I get made up my mind. Yeah. Right. I've already made up my mind that this is what I want to do. Yeah. I really want to meet someone special. I just need yes. to understand how this works and then let's get going. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that women need to consider it a little bit more. Yes. Um, and, you know, we're, we're wired differently than men, right? So yeah. I get it. I'm like that. But mm-hmm. the men that I usually interview are very much like, yeah, I'm, I'm a busy guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no problem meeting women. I'm just not meeting the type of women that I you know, want to pursue a committed relationship with. Yeah. Or men. Cause I mean, I, men, I work, yes. I work with LGBTQIA. So uh, agreed 100%. And they're just like, it's kind of like asking for directions. I mean, this is such a, yes. <laughs> a stereotype, but you know, they hate to ask for direct, like the men will be online dating unsuccessfully, but the idea of like hiring a matchmaker, what I'm not desperate, you know, <laughs> it's like, dude, you don't have to be desperate to hire a matchmaker. Not at all. You In just fact, need to be a higher thinker, basically, yes. right? You have to be able to relinquish control. And I think that is Correct. for men and women, one of the yeah. hardest parts of this after getting yeah. over the fear part is, yes. am I able to relinquish control? Because in the end, you are part of this, you're part of this equation of how successful we're going to be. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's 100%. not just on us. It's also about you. You're a huge yeah. part of how successful this can be. And yes. so that's also part of the initial assessment with me when you're setting up your interview with me. It's like, I'm trying to see like, how flexible are you? Are you very mm-hmm. like, this is what I want. I want um, someone who's five, seven with green eyes and purple yeah. hair. Like that's yep. very specific, obviously. Yep. So yeah, that's true. That's, Are you a lazy dater? Like, have you tried? Have you put yourself out there? Have you put forth any effort? Yeah. Like what's going on with you? Exactly. And what I think is, ha- what I think happens is, yes, men need to understand they need to relinquish a little bit of control, but really let's look at it as um, hiring out, like hiring a consultant. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really what I am, a consultant, a coach, a recruiter, 
recruiter. That's what I am. So for men that are kind of like high level folks that are like, yes, I'm used to hiring an accountant, an attorney, you know, I've got staff, um, I understand, or their entrepreneurs really get what I do. God, I love working with entrepreneurs. They're the best. Or even honestly, like salespeople, they're like, I get it. You know, this is mm-hmm. what you have to offer. This is the purchasing price. You know, I can work this around this. So they understand. So it's definitely like kind of a higher level of thinker and, and people need to understand there's a process here. You know, it's not a dating service where it's only people matching with other people that have hired me. It's not like that. I've got a database of like eight to 10,000 people in it that I draw from for the people that hire me. And there aren't that many people that hire me. And it's, you know, it's a limited number it's like maybe 20 or 25 total for online dating and for matchmaking. We don't want to work with the world. You know, we just want to work with the people that are meant to, that we're going to work with and we keep it small and tight and white glove concierge. And that's kind of what Teresa is, is doing. That's what we're doing together is you're kind of screening people out for me to even decide, is this somebody that would be a good client for you? Right. And sometimes we'll have a conversation ahead or afterwards, like do how much follow-up do we do on this? Did she really sound interested? Did he really seem like a good guy that is going to show up to the dates and be a good dater and, and somebody who could be great in relationship or not? Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's the beauty of owning your own business and it being a small, a small type business is we're not chasing people, you know, we're, we're not desperate. Nope. It's not like that. Yeah. We would love to help, but you yeah. know, we may not be the right fit for everyone and that's okay. Exactly. We're not yeah. for everybody. We're not. But and we'll refer out yes, to other matchmakers will. even. We just did that. Um, yeah. I yeah. worked for one of those companies that overpromised all the time. Yeah. In the beginning of my career in the singles industry, I worked for a said company that was nationwide, mm-hmm. you know, in multiple yeah. cities, thousands of clients, yep. seemed legit. I mean, yep. it wasn't a scam. It was real clients, but we only match client to client. And that was yep. very challenging for us because what if we didn't have someone that really fit what this client was looking for? And sometimes you would just end up matching someone just because you had the next closest thing. That yep. is not what we do here. It's not about having the next closest thing. If it's mm-hmm. not a, a good match, it's just not a good match. We're not just yep. going to throw stuff to the wall and hope it sticks. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's not my company. Yeah, not at all, which is why I left that company and work with yeah, you now. <laughs> it is. And yeah. like Teresa knew that I had the integrity and that's why she came yeah. to me. Very important to me mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Cause she's representing the company and it, and it goes both ways. You need to feel good about you, yourself every day when you come in and to walk in the doors. So um, we've talked about kind of the fear of, you know, uh, parting with money. Um, the fear of not knowing the end result, the fear of getting to know yourself, you know, during this process is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll send people out on practice dates, sometimes like mock dates. I've had a couple of clients recently that I sent a man and uh, separately and a woman who they both were having some issues with dating. I set them up with someone that is an expert at, at you know, in the, in the world of dating and we got mm-hmm. some great feedback. You know, everything Feedback's from, invaluable. oh, it's so good. I mean, mm-hmm. one, the one, one woman, she wasn't making good eye contact. Um, she kept asking different questions and, you know, was, um, 
we, she needed to go a little bit deeper with the conversations instead of keeping it after question after question. Mm-hmm. She heard the feedback. It was terrific. She's never heard this feedback before. You don't usually get feedback when you go on dates. No, never. Yeah. Hardly never. ever. You just get you, ghosted or you, you have no idea what happened. You're like, you have okay, no, I thought that went well, right? Like, what you happened? have no idea. You yeah. have no idea. And he, and I've talked about him on a previous episode you know, he needed some back pocket questions because he got a little socially anxious when he went on dates and we gave him some ideas of things to talk about. And it just allowed him to be able to relax and be able to enjoy the date and be able to just listen to, which is so important when you're on a date. It's not just about all about talking. It's about listening. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's the kind of thing we talk about when people hire Carolina's matchmaker is how are you dating? Let's talk about that date. How did it go? And a lot of times people will recognize what they did wrong. Um, if they did something wrong or even, you know what, he wasn't, or she wasn't the right match for me. And here's why. Yeah. And then we can kind of sharpen our saw if they're online dating, the kinds of guys and women that we're looking for, for them when we're prospecting for them or with the matchmaking program, we're able to say, okay, this is the feedback we just got from him on that date. Um, let's make sure to make the next match this other kind of thing so that, you know, let's, let's do a compare and contrast and then maybe meet in the middle if that's not the right match. So it is a very, very detail oriented program. Every step we get closer and closer to really like the light bulb finally goes on. Like, okay, now I understand what it's just, sometimes it's just small tweaks of how you're saying things, your body Mm -hmm. language, your eye contact. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes the smallest things can make the biggest difference. It can also be things like styling, like physical things, like changing your oh, hairstyle, yeah. whitening your teeth, wearing contact lenses, if you can, um, so people can see your beautiful eyes. Um, you know, just like so many different um, physical oriented and mental um, things that people need to consider when they're dating. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, and, it's you overwhelming. Know, it's overwhelming. <laughs> in so many ways. And, you know, we're here to help people, you know, that's the bottom line. We do this inside it out. Teresa is just one of the people that works for me. I also have Jennifer. I've got Molly. You can see everybody on my website. I've got Joanna who helps with date coordination. She's been with me for 16 years now. Can you believe that? Since practically since I started, I'm in business 17 years. Yeah. I mean, she's the OG. She is. She is. She's (laughs) part of the original group. Um, And so it's so great. So um, you know, it's so easy to get in contact with us and be able to have a chance to talk to Teresa about what you're looking for and what you need in a relationship and how we can help you achieve it. So all you need to do is go to carolinesmatchmaker.com. You know, we can help you with online dating from wherever you are nationally. Yep. I mean, we're just getting you on match.com. We're helping you with your profile. We're finding a photographer in your area and a makeup artist. We have a stylist that works remote. I mean, this is a program that can really be helpful to anyone anywhere. Um, And then, of course, with the matchmaking, you need to either be located in the Carolinas or open to dating in the Carolinas in order to hire us for the matchmaking. So really, lots and lots of different options. I'll sometimes have virtual groups that people can join for date coaching and whatnot. Um, Just keep an eye on my website for all the details. And Teresa, it's a pleasure. I love having you on board. It's great. Um, I know that we've gotten great feedback from you on people that have spoken to you. Teresa's very kind. And if you speak to her, um, you will you will see that kindness coming through. You know, she just really wants the best for you. And that's what we try to get to the bottom of. 
Yep. That's why we all do this because we yeah. just, we care and we want to help. We're a little team that can do a lot. <laughs> yes. That is the best way to put it. Thank you. So Teresa, did you, do you have a favorite charity by any chance that you go to? I always like to put in the show notes or like um, a nonprofit that something that you really believe in that we can put in the show notes um, for people to give to a charity. Oh, that is such a sweet thing. Um, well, I um, have been a longtime supporter of ASPCA and Humane Society because I'm a huge mm. animal lover, but I also do give every year to a lot of different organizations um, for domestic abuse. Um, okay. And there's a lot of them, but yes. I would be happy with any of them if you wanted to contribute. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Thank you so much, Teresa. It's thank wonderful you, to have Marie. you on board and thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you so much, everyone. It was a pleasure. Thanks for listening to Love on the Go. I hope you join us on our next episode. You can make sure to know when it is by following us wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, if you enjoyed it, it'd be great if you left us a review. I'd appreciate it. In the meantime, to learn more about me and how my team can help you, visit carolinasmatchmaker.com. Until next time.